to Behind the Restaurant, the podcast that takes you on the adventures of a lifetime in the restaurant industry. I, I was hoping you guys were here last time, because last time we, we went through what it takes to survive. You gotta get stabbed at least once and then stupidly rob a backpack the next week. Oh my goodness. I figure, you know, why not try to break up all the stories and endeavor to make this as entertaining as possible while attempting to give you some clarity on what it takes to be in the restaurant industry. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not the easiest thing in life, but it's also not the hardest thing that you will ever do in life to be a member of the restaurant world. It is just one of those things you will be a part of. And if you worked in it, thank you for surviving. We appreciate the time you put in. You are a veteran. We appreciate all the time that you have given to this lovely, lovely, lovely levels of sarcasm keep rising industry. Um, where do we go today? Told you guys about my time at Toss Restaurant and me not knowing what Toss meant and then finding that out years later. And then I explained the story of the stabbing. Where do you want to go? Uh, you know, 15, 20 years in restaurants around that time. I can't tell what time is anymore. What I've learned the most. Oh, what I've learned the most. Simply put. You will get screwed at any point that these people damn well choose and damn well please. It doesn't matter how well you do or how poorly you do or any of that. The level of what you do doesn't honestly matter to the eventual shift that will happen to, you know, get you out. If they feel they need to go in a different direction or if they feel that you're no longer what they need. They speak, I always found the restaurant industry to be the most interesting because they speak about loyalty as it should be had for the industry at a level that no one else could have it for anything else in the world. But the industry having loyalty for the people that work it doesn't exist at all. I, my analogy always comes back to sports because if you, if you watch football, if you watch any sport along those lines where the contracts aren't guaranteed for a length of time, you will know that once the business doesn't care for you anymore, they'll get rid of you. It doesn't matter what your contract says or what it will cost them or how much they'll have to pay for the next six to nine months. It only matters that right then and there, they don't want to have anything else to do with you. That's, you know... But that's living in an at-will place that you, at-will state, where you work at your own choice and employers keep you employed at their own choice. It's just, you know, there's no controlling it because that's in any part of New York State, no matter where you work, that's what will happen. They could let you go at any time and they don't have to give you any real justification for it because it's just their will to decide that you're no longer needed there. So, but... Why do I think that the restaurant industry is a little bit more sour when it comes to that? And I can honestly say that I will compare it to football players and how their contracts end up getting shafted and screwed and how customers will enjoy the company of the people that work there 
but in the long run, they prefer the business versus the people that work for the business. Just like fans prefer the team versus the people who are on the team more. It's it... When you work in the restaurant industry, you take on the thoughts of, Hey, I'm here. I'm working. I'm working my days. I'm coming in. And I'm providing the best service I can for the people that show up. That's what you take on. That's what every employee is going in there taking on. And it just so happens that the other side of that is that you would think the employer would take on the feeling, okay, I have these people and now because they're here, I want to use them and respect them for the time that they're here for. That's not what employers take on. I've spent so much time where I had an employer tell me, you need to be an asshole more than anything else as a manager. I managed a couple different places, and I was told once that you need to be more of an asshole. That's the only way this is going to work, is if you're more of an asshole. And I looked at them, and I went like, what the fuck? What kind of stupid juvenile crap? I didn't say that out loud, but I did think that in my head. Really? An asshole? That's what you want? I'm 6'3". If I turn into an asshole, the people are going to be looking like they're scared of me. I don't want people scared of me. That doesn't benefit me. But, you know, so what store, what do you want to go with today? Where do we want to head to elaborate on the start of this? Ugh, hmm. Which firing should we walk down? Oh, I don't want to feel like I'm, like, I'm trying to say that none of what happened is my fault because I understand where my own limitations were and where I'm at fault for the things that happened and why I was let go. I completely get that. I have no hard feelings about that line of anything that happened. I do have feelings about the way things were handled to get to that point. And that's where that's where understanding the conversation then comes in. Let's talk about thieves. That's a, branching off of what we did last week. And talking about the guy who got stabbed and then stole a backpack with <laughs> with a freaking laptop in it. Let's talk about people who try to be sneaky when thieving. In the restaurant industry, especially if you have anyone who works with the money, eventually they will all try to discover different ways of shafting the business to make a little. If they're along those routes. Not everybody does it. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, you know, people work out. They, they figure out ways to get more tips, to put in the tip jars, things like that. But my favorite are the ones who try to sneak across the line with doing things that manipulate the system to get cash. And then the ways they get caught. Oh, it's, it's a lovely. I have, there are always, there's three that always come to mind because they, they link up. In what the people did, but they're all different in the ways the people did it. And each one has a different thing that had to be done for it to get it across, right? To you know, to be handled. Number one, I took over a place and became the manager of it right before or right after. Right after. In the middle, no, no. Right before my son was born. So right before he was born. 2012 around there early 2012 I took over a place downtown around 8th street 
and I ran it. And after a couple weeks of being there, I started noticing that every morning when I came in, there would be transactions that were voided, that weren't so that were in the system but weren't supposed to be in the system any longer, especially if they're voided. What happened, what was going on was that the person who worked there at night would leave a transaction open and he would take the cash. And if the transaction was cash, if you leave it open, the system never registers it. It just leaves it as an open transaction in the system. So, you know, I'm, a, I'm in there, I'm going through all of that and I'm like, this weird. This is odd. Why doesn't this work? So I'm looking at the camera. I'm matching up the times. I'm doing all this. And you can see him sneakily going through the register every time that trend, one of the two or the three of those transactions pop up. And you can see it. And he's going at that specific time. And he's in there. And then he disappears to the back for a little bit. And then he goes back. And it's like, just for that moment, just for that instance, he's just, you know pocketing a little money and it had to be no more than about 20 30 bucks a night that he worked and i'm like is this really worth it it i guess to some people it is if you're working five days a week it's a hundred bucks you know a hundred to 150 dollars i guess that's enough to make it worth it but at the same time you lose your job you're not making any money whatsoever so that was always my thought like is this worth it enough for me to be okay with losing my job. And I always went like, eh, no, 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 this isn't, not at all. This isn't worth it. And that's how I always justified my ideas of not doing stupid stuff like that. Because if it's not enough money that when I do lose my job, because eventually you will get caught, then it's not worth it, man. Like, you're not doing it intelligently. Or you're not doing enough of it. Like, no. That was number one. So if you notice, there's a theme. He didn't. He never went back and voided the transaction. Or he couldn't because he's not the manager. The manager is the only one allowed to void transactions. So he couldn't go in there and void the transaction, which left him... the with, Which left in the morning these transactions that were still open. So I would have to go in the morning and void them. And it, it became the reason that it knocked... It, it like... Drove me a little crazy. It was like, because I had to avoid one or two every morning. I'm like, why does this keep happening? What's going on? What's getting stuck? And eventually you work in the system long enough. And you've known people who've done these things. And they've explained to you how they've done it. You start seeing the little things. And when you're the manager, you can't let these things slide. Because if you do, then it's bad for you. Because you you're the one that starts looking bad. You're the one that starts looking at it like an idiot. So... You know, all that's done. We go through all of that, and he's let go. He goes. He tries to argue it for a little bit, but it's like you don't have much to argue, man. Like, ugh, no. Now, number two that I remember, it's at the top of my list. This person, what they were doing was something along the same lines. They were leaving the transaction open. And then going in later and taking the manager card from one of the managers and voiding out the transaction. Because this was a whole different place. They were leaving a transaction open in cash. 
printing out the receipt, getting to that point, and then taking, never finalizing it. Because you can print out the receipt without finalizing the transaction. At least in the system you could. Some of the systems now, you can't get a receipt without the transaction going to the final stage. But you could print out a receipt, give the person, the customer the receipt, give them their change, the register opens, you open, you know, and then later on, leave that open, you go back and you void out the transaction. But there was one day where I had to send people home early. So, and of course, as a manager, you have to close out all your transactions for that day before you go on to the night shift or anything like that. So I'm there, I'm closing out, and then there's this order, big order, $100 order, and it's gone. And and it's like, okay, where is this? I'm going to come up short if this shows up like this. And also, we get looked at for all the voids that we have. So if I void out a $100 transaction, it's going to look suspicious. So I'm like, oh man, what do we do here? So once again, look at the cameras, look at the timing, match up the things. Now, unlike the guy who I didn't give a damn about because I was brand new, the person that was doing this at this stage of my career was like, I was like, oh, come on, why? I like you as an employee. You're good. You're here on time. You don't miss days. When you're here, you're high quality employee. It's like, this is the kind of people I want. And this is what you're doing. Uh, and I wanted to excuse it. Look, when you're a manager, you want to play favorites from time to time. You don't want to lose people who you consider good, even though they may be doing something that's stupid. So I wanted to find a way to have it so, you know, no. But the problem was that my boss at this point had seen the transactions going wrong. Because as we said, as I said, the voids are not going, are now going to everybody and everybody's seeing you're being scrutinized, you're being looked at. And at that point, you can't overlook it. Like if this were earlier where you could get away from it a little bit, you'd be like, oh man, I could keep you. But now I have my boss checking on this, asking me why this was voided this, then when, how, why did you do this? I'm going, I don't remember doing that. And then all these things, you know, they devolve and all of a sudden out of nowhere, you're like, oh, I got to fire a good employee. I got to let go of a good employee. Once again, there was no fight. The employee knew that they were wrong. They knew that they were at a point where everything they'd done had been caught up with them. So there was no like argument or, oh, I didn't do that. Or, oh, what are you talking about? There's a moment of that. Everybody has that because you still want to you know, people to believe you, but you know, and by the time they say you're fired, you're like, yeah, whatever. Like you can't do anything with that. If you were caught, you were caught. Once you're caught, it's over. It's done. You know, it just sucks. It was an employee that I liked and I thought was very good and was very useful for, you know, keeping my day to day simple and keeping everything that was going on at the restaurant simple. And it was just, at this point, I was like, screw it. I don't have, I don't, I'm not doing this. Now, the last one. There are others, of course, but these are the three that stuck out the most to me and I can still remember to these days clearly. Now, the last one's the most fun one. The last one's the most interesting of all one. (laughs) Because this one's smart. This one's smarter than the other ones. 
This one's very, very good and very, very smart and does everything very, very well. And this was a very well thought out plan. And it took some time and understanding for them to get it across. And to discover it also took some time and understanding. But it also, you know, it's the same mistakes that the other two make. You left a transaction open, then I begin to question and I wonder. And I leave on my list of things to get back to. And then when I get back to it, it's gone. And that makes me suspicious. So then I go look for it. And I start, and I find the reason why it's gone. And then I look at it and I go like, oh, so that's what's happening. Okay. So this one is a little bit more developed. The other two were just simple. I'm going to leave this open and void it. Find a way to void the transaction. And that way it's no longer in the system. If anybody asks questions... The manager has to answer the question, not the employees. This one, though, this one has no way of ever getting back to the manager and has no way of getting to the employees. This one worked this way. We had a gift card system. Not a gift. We had a redemption system. And, and um, customers could get loyalty points on a card that we had. And what happens is you would swipe it for their transaction. Cash, credit, didn't matter. You would swipe the card and they would get... A point for every dollar that they spent and the points equivalent were equivalent to a dollar so if you built up enough points eventually you could bring that in and use it on a $50 transaction we would just redeem your points and it would void out your $50 transaction that's how that would work it was an awesome system it kept customers coming back it, it produced a loyalty I thought it was a great system and a great idea now, where this employee came into play was he would know that not every customer wanted to be on the point system. And if you didn't want to, we didn't care. It was fine. You didn't have to. But he would take the cards. He would take one and he would hold it for the whole day. And he would build up the points. Keep on building up the points. For anybody that didn't use it, he would build up the points. And, you know, after building and building and building... He would have enough, and then when a big transaction, cash transaction came in, he would maneuver the customers to wanting to pay cash. And when that transaction came in, he would give the customers a receipt. And then he would swipe the gift card and eliminate the receipt and put it on the gift card balance, not the, the redemption balance. And the cash would never register because it would go through with the points that were on the, the, you know, the daily tracked card. That's smart. I'm not going to deny it. That's very, very smart. Nothing shows up at the void. I'm never going to, you're never going to be viewed as suspicious because you're ringing through a card for customers because they don't want points. They don't want this. So it's okay to ring through a card. So nothing's going to show up that way. And then when you close out the transaction and put it all to this balance, nothing's going to show up that way because it's going to just look like somebody redeemed all their points, which is also very common and very, you know, and it happens all the time. So there's nothing wrong with that idea either. So you're covered on all three bases. There's no transactions left open. There's no way to, to there's nothing that shows up in the system that looks like anything's going wrong because it's not a void. And you're using what you do daily anyway as the thing you're doing to get this across 
This, to me, was probably one of the smartest, well-thought-out plans. And as I said, the only thing that gets you caught is you can't complete what you're doing or what you're planning to do because the day of is happening around you. Like the second person on my list of three, they got sent home and this transaction got left open and I had to verify and boom, that shows suspiciousness. The first person is something got left open until the next day and that shows suspiciousness. This guy, person, guy, I already said guy. This guy got away with it, I imagine, for a couple months before it got even noticed. How they got caught, yeah, there was a transaction left open, but then it had to be verified because there's transactions that are left open all the time. It happens. You go back to them and you finish them. And if there's two managers on duty at the same time, you go back to them and you wonder, huh, what is going on? What's happening here? So, you know, you don't, well, no, you don't wonder that because the other manager could have some, it's, you don't think about it too much. A customer came up to a customer who has worked in the food industry, who had done this and was here in New York with their family. And the customer goes, something suspicious about what this employee of yours is doing. And I asked the customer, okay, can you please break down what you think is suspicious? The customer goes through the list of things that happened. Okay. So you got pushed to pay cash. Okay, I get it. And then you didn't really get a receipt. Okay, I get it. And then your transaction didn't finalize in the way that you expected. I went like, okay, I get it. And it wasn't that by itself. Because if you've had customers come up and they tell you something. Okay, yeah, you've worked in this. And you know, you throw it off. But I've learned over the years in being treated as someone who works, who has worked in the food industry by other food industry employees, like dismissing somebody else is not good. You gotta hear it out because things are gonna pop up into your head. So I heard this guy out. I heard everything out. And his wife who had worked in food and beverage was talking to and she felt that something was off. And I'm like, you know what? You're not wrong. This sounds a little weird. Thank you for telling me. I'm gonna look into it and I'm gonna go from there. So then, you know, I started looking into it. I started looking into his transactions and his things. The only thing that gives you away with the cards was the card number shows up on the receipt so if the card is the same one over and over and over and over and over and over again oh that looks suspicious if every 12 if 9 out of 12 redemption or not redemption but um point accumulations are the same card number that looks a little weird, especially when the 12 transactions are arranged throughout a five to six hour shift. So you start looking into the receipts and this looks like this. The thing that no employee ever knew, that only the managers knew, actually, that only I knew because I enjoy figuring out what the systems can do. The system allowed you to go into different gift cards and see how much each one had accumulated and how much was in each one. You didn't need the physical gift. You didn't need the physical physical redemption card in order to see it. All you needed was the number. So I got the number for the receipts and I went into the card and you could see every transaction that's done with that redemption card through every stage. Now, I'm going to be very honest. A, I thought this was smart. So I wasn't awfully upset, even though I'm the manager at the time. 
B, in a full scope of transparency, I had reached the end of my rope with working for this restaurant. I had felt disrespected for so long and felt put aside for so long and felt unvalued for so long and just so many things had built up that at this point, I didn't care that somebody was stealing. I didn't give a shit. I was never going to do it. I, I was never that petty to want to do something like that. So my notion was, you want to do that? Fine, do it. But I didn't want to let you just do it. Like, just because. I, wa- I wanted to play a fucking game. So I told my assistant manager. And I told them the rundown of what was going on. And my assistant manager, being the good assistant manager there, I'm like, you want to just fire him and just end this? And I went like, no, because then we have to justify it to our boss. And then we have to explain the things that these get it was gonna be too much and I didn't care the problem for that restaurant was my assistant manager didn't give a crap either we all as managers felt very disrespected and disconnected and we felt like the company didn't care for us anymore we were just working to work we didn't have anything else lined up and there was no reason not to be employed and do everything we could day over day week over week But that didn't mean that we were going to put 9,000% effort into everything we did. So, the lack of 9,000% effort led to this thing that we did. So what we did, as I told you, nobody knew what you could do with the gift cards. Nobody knew what was the level that you could hit with the gift cards and things you could do to them. So I'm there with my assistant manager like, you want to fire him or you want to fuck with him? And my assistant manager like, let's fuck with him. And so we messed with him. We messed with him hard. We let him, it had to be a week. We would let him build up everything he had. And right before we knew he was going to reach the point of using it, we would take another gift card and transfer the whole balance to a clean brand new gift card, the brand new redemption card. So the whole balance that he had spent the whole day building or the whole week we would be transferring it over and transferring it over and transferring it over. So <laughs> if you can't redeem against the cash that's in your drawer, you can't steal because your drawer is going to end up short by a lot. If you, you know, can't close out these transactions to, um, to the redemption card. And you can't redeem it. It's like, oh, we went like this. was. We at one point did it and then just watched. We just stood there and watched. He was freaking out. He was looking for different gift cards. He was going like, oh, my God, did I lose it? What's he wasn't saying any of that out loud. Of course, he didn't want to get caught, but you could see it. You know how you can see somebody like getting desperate and thinking to themselves, oh, shit, where did my stuff go? Where did this go? So we were... <laughs> We were wrong for it. I still look back at that and go like, we were wrong for doing that. We should have just let them go on and go and gone on with our lives. But it was so funny to watch him try to figure out where the hell did my redemption points go? Why can't I close out this transaction that way I want? But it wasn't just that. The funniest part is we would let him build for when a big one would come. And right before we thought a big a big transaction was coming... We would take all the money out. We would take all the redemption points out. 
And the, he would just be freaking out. I go, oh, God damn it, I can't redeem this. I can't turn this to cash because I don't have the car. There's nothing in the car. Oh, my God. I think he had a transaction once and he left it open. And there was cash. And he goes to swipe the redemption card. And it's not enough. And we could see it. I could see it. My assistant manager wasn't there. But I could see it. And it's, it is probably one of the most fun, stupid unbelievably dumb things I did as a manager and allowed to be done as a manager. And then I got moved to another location and I never told the new manager what was going on. I never informed him of what was happening. I just took myself, moved to the new location and went on with the rest of my career with them, which was probably another six months at that point. So at that point, I was like, okay, you want to move me? I don't care anymore. I didn't. I did not like. It's hard to keep yourself motivated for all these things as often as you would like to be. Because as good as it is to reach these positions, if you find yourself in these positions and don't find yourself respected for what you've done for them, you feel a certain level of disrespect that's just astronomical to the amount of respect you could have had. And there's so many things that happened within the time that I was there and managing the job and doing all these things that by that point, I had stopped caring at any level of it. I didn't care about coming in extra. I didn't care about managing the store. I didn't care about reaching their quotas or anything like that. All I cared about was showing up, making my money and leaving. I had my son. I had my other activities that I wanted to do outside of this. I had all of that, and I had a couple of people that I enjoyed working with, but other than that, showing up on a day-to-day basis to put in the necessary effort to be a manager on that level, no, no, it wasn't worth it for me, and I didn't, I don't, I didn't really care about the idea or notion, oh, let me show them up by being better. No, I know I'm better. I know I'm better because of the things that I've already done. And in doing those things, being better, just being better, didn't do anything for me other than get me screwed for another couple months. So, you know, it ended that way. I don't know how much longer he worked there. He worked there for a couple more months. He actually received praise praise from the um, general manager who took over, who spoke to me, going like, oh, I really like this kid. He's good. He's efficient. Because he was high energy and he was very good. The only problem is I knew all of that was hiding everything else he was doing. <laughs> so I found that to be enjoyable. Hey, yeah, he's great. Oh, this is awesome. Oh, we love him. But yeah. Oh. Working in the restaurant industry is not easy. And it's not the hardest thing you could do. But there are different stages of it where you have to take into consideration whether or not you want to long term. It's just the way it works. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I will see you on the next one. I appreciate the time you put in to be here with me. Thank you very much. See you next time. Peace.